G'day everyone, and for those who came in late, you're listening to X-Band, the Phantom Podcast. Years ago, he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck, and upon the skull of the man who killed his dad, he said, I'm mad, I must eradicate piracy, injustice and cruelty, and all my sons will follow me, so evildoers will believe that this man cannot die. The Phantom, the ghost who walks, the Phantom, enemies beware. The Phantom's always there, but you won't find the Phantom. He finds Hey, we are the Chronicle Chamber team, and this is Expand the Phantom podcast. Our website is chroniclechamber.com, and you can contact us via email, chroniclechamber at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us via YouTube, iTunes, or a plethora of Android apps. And this is episode 198. It's a very special episode. We're looking forward to, to presenting this one to you. A fan commentary on one of the greatest movies ever made, the 1996 film, the phantom so we're doing this in particular for its uh the 25th anniversary of its release here in australia which was september 1996 and joining me i'm steve of course and joining me today we have jermaine how are you jermaine good mate good good what were you splendid in that in that t-shirt there mate yes so quickly this t-shirt is actually the shirt that i wore when I first saw the Phantom movie, as you can tell by the hole there, it has seen better days and it's a tight <laughs> bit of a tight fit, but it, this is a shirt that I wore 25 years ago and I'm a little bit proud that I actually still wear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it's, it's supporting you very well. And Dan, how are you going there, mate? Yeah, not too bad at all, uh, Steve. Um, happy, happy to be here watching movies um, on the first night of what is school holidays for me. Germ, we've talked a lot about walnuts in condoms. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe peanuts. I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's great to see. Like I, I take my take my hat off to you because there's uh, no way I'd even try to put on a shirt today that I wore 25 years ago. Um, you've, <laughs> well done, sir, for fitting into it. Just to say for people who are, are listening to the audio rather than watching us on YouTube, um, although I think, as, as you'll probably say, Steve, this is absolutely a YouTube one um, to watch while it, um, you know, before it gets taken down, potentially, we don't know, we're going to trial that. Um, but, uh, but Jim, you're wearing, you're, I commented b- b- before we started recording that uh, the shirt says no smoking in the skull cave. Um, yes. the Glenn Ford design, and and you've somehow picked that up before. You know, to me, that's a, a classic movie line, and somehow you've had the shirt say, with that line on it when you walked in to watch the movie. Yeah, now, I'll, now I watched the movie up in Shelton, which is a, a large country town, uh, what, 500 k's north of Perth, and so it was delayed by a couple of weeks before it found its way up there. Um, but yeah, I did wear this shirt and there was other shirts and stuff, uh, at sale at Granny Mays. Like one of my, one of my memories at the movies, and I think I wore, I wore it twice. I mean, I went to the movies to watch the movie twice was they had this huge display cabinet and it was, and it had all the Granny Mays merchandise just under this glass display case and then they had of course they had the fly like you like the movie you like this stuff come come down to granny maze and 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 no jokes i just remember as as a kid as a 12 13 year old there was probably 
I actually, I think it was actually a youth night when I actually went and watched it. Um, is that we were all just in awe of all this cool merchandise that you could buy at Granny May's in the middle of the country in um, in Geraldton. So it was it was a great memory. Mm. And and how old were you then? I was about 12, 13. Right, eh? And what about you, Steve? How old were you when you first saw the movie? Um, well, 1996, I was 16, year 11. Um, yeah, up in Mildura, which is 500 k's north of Melbourne, if you want to go that way. So that's uh, when I first watched it up in the Deakin Cinema there. I reckon, I'm, from memory, I reckon I watched it with one with one mate decided to come along. The week after, um, we are talking about it at, at school, and um, they mentioned that you know we paid for his, you know from your mate's ticket, and <laughs> and I'm like, oh geez, if I knew you we were paying, we would have come as well. <laughs> well, I was I was 19 um, in '96, and at uh, I guess second year university in Brisbane, and I and you just saying there, Steve, I can't remember who I might have gone to see the movie with at the cinemas. I can't imagine at 19 that there was anyone who'd want to. Um, <laughs> any mates I had at that stage you might come and watch The Phantom with me but I do have really clear memories of I guess how I felt during the film and you know that first impression what do you what do you guys um, what was your first impression of the movie when you first saw it what you, your, your takeaways when you walked out of that cinema the first time I'd only been a hardcore fan for probably about one or two years so I was in awe and I thought it was great um, i <sighs> I did struggle, and I'll talk about this when we get to it in the movie, but there was the part of in the movie when I thought, oh, I'm not sure about this. But as, a, as someone who had only been a fan for one or two years, to see him on screen, to see what was a fairly faithful production of the way Billy Zane portrayed it and stuff, and then the cool merchandise, the fact that the comics were out and all that type of stuff, and I had a few friends who were at all been reading The Phantom and stuff like that, so there was probably about three or four of us. I have largely positive views at that time. Hmm. What about you, Steve? Oh, yeah, um, definitely. My wife always has a crack at me. Is there ever a movie that I don't like? <laughs> um, and I, there's, there's a Michael J. Fox movie from the 90s or something. I think it's the worst movie ever made. I think it's called Give Us a Break or Give Me a Break. It's rubbish. I don't like that movie. Um, but there's very, I'm, I'm no movie critic, but when I watch a movie, I tend to always like it. It's very rarely that I, that I don't like a movie. And the fandom, of course, was not going to be any, any different, um, being, of course, the fan that, that I was. Um, at that stage in 96, I had a paper round and would always get the comic at the, on the Saturday after um, I finished my uh, final run for the, for the week. And... Um, and yeah, working at a news agency, I'd got I knew that the the magazine, the the, the movie, the movie magazine that, that came out for it. So I'd, I'd known a, a couple of scenes, and um, I guess the one thing that um, that I re- oh, there's so much that you remember, but whenever I think about the movie, the, the the scene that always comes into my head straight away, and it's in my head right now as I'm remembering, it, so I'm going to use it, is the the jump from the plane to the to the horse to hero. That's just that oh, that's always stuck with me along with everything else and yeah. um but that's that's the big one that yeah. goes, oh and if i was going to say a negative back in i remember hating the suit 
the suit was just with the design or the, the you know having the skull on there and the and the tribal yep. motif and all that sort of stuff. I remember really not liking that. But after well, I actually did a bit of preparation for today's podcast and watched the movie this afternoon, and mm. it, and it really didn't bother me watching yeah. it uh, today. But I remember back in nine nine six, I hated have seeing that mm. the the design on the on the uh, on the suit. What about you there, Dan? I think I had seen a few publicity shots and that sort of thing. I wasn't as um, I was at I was at uni. I had other things um, going on that I, I wasn't super absorbed into my fandom geekdom like I am now. Um, but um, the, I remember seeing a few publicity shots and I was like, you Steve, I didn't really like the idea of the suit and I thought I was going to hate it. I didn't hate it in the film as much as I thought I was going to. The, I had the bad taste in my mouth at the end of the film was um, to, to do with the, the magic powers that came in at the end and the skull ring, um, having laser beams shoot out of it. That was, um, I walked away from the film a bit disappointed and to the point where even though I was a big Phantom fan, I don't even know if I went back and saw it at the cinema a second time. And it probably wasn't probably another five years after that that I watched the film and started to appreciate it more. We're going to be watching the movie uh, very soon. Now, we're not movie critics. We're three fans who enjoy the Phantom and we, well, hopefully we all enjoy the Phantom movie. So the Paramount logo is going now. So so we can all hear that? that? Yeah. When that came up, for those who came in late, Jeremy just went nuts. Oh, the, for those who came in late. Yeah. He, he went off already. Yeah. What, I, what I like about this is that it, 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 for, the, for the new fans, it gives them the legacy in like 30 seconds so they know what makes the Phantom so special. Now, did you guys have an issue with it being a boy instead of a man? Out of the frying pan. I, I kind of did today, but I didn't back then. So that didn't really bother me. They scooped him up and carried him to the village. And that night, in an ancient ceremony of fire and drums. Probably one of the issues that I still have that was so glaringly obvious to me today was how, for lack of a better term, how Asian the Africans look, the natives look. Yeah, it's got that. Southeast Asian feel rather, or even Pacific Islander in some cases, uh, rather than African. But this was just like, whoa. The movie was very much set in India, I think, and and for um, those of us born, raised on the comic, it's far more in Africa. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, African setting. Damn worthless map. You drive, I'll navigate. The problem is the map's all wrong. No, map is good, Quill. Remember its source. I love these bad guys. I really do. <laughs> and, I, and I know this is, a, a, you know, a rip off of Indiana Jones, the little kid. But I love this whole scene with these guys. When, yeah, with the, yeah, I've heard about the Indiana Jones comparisons as well in the past. And I think it's kind of funny that the But you got short round. But you've also got um, the bad guy looks like Indiana Jones with the with the fedora hat. And, uh, yeah. But you're right, like, all the bad guys, even, even Drax, who we'll see soon, they're all, they're all memorable, like... Drax is great. Yeah, they're... they're he's just happy, he just having a call. Yeah. I like this bit, like, the bridge scene was... Yeah. Another, another, another highlight. Uh, and you do have to remember, I sort of touched on it before, but you do have to remember that this is before proper special effects, um, in a sense. Like, if they made this movie today, would they actually tie a... 
a truck to a bridge and then cut the bridge and flip it over upside down? Or well, I mean, well there, there'd be some um, directors, I reckon, who would try and get everything as practical as possible. And then others who just you know, go CGI. But I'm, I'm, I like the, the realness of it. Yeah. But, but every, every time there's an explosion, the, the flames, the, they haven't dated well. <laughs> well, I think that um, um, this sort of, uh, it's, I, I suppose, understated stunt. It's a de genuine dead set stunt that they yeah. do. Um, but it's not the blowing up of a skyscraper or anything. But it's it's that, you know, real life but understated. You know, it, it speaks to the Phantom as a whole. Yeah, there's a whole, there's a realism to it. Exactly. And like my kid watching it, you know, he was. But the kids driving, he was hooked. He was like, I, yeah. I am not exaggerating how much he was hooked on, on this. And and that's in the first two or three minutes. So, that's been yeah. so they did, they did digitally enhance the depth of the canyon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you can see that in like um, making of docos and stuff like that. Yeah. But even it speaks to the bad guys who are like not willing to risk their own skin. They'll send the ten-year-old truck. Like this is, you know, they're proper roughnecks. Oh yeah. Thoughts on the thirties, nineteen um, thirties setting, like the the car, the the fashions. Okay, Zach. Don't mind it because that was our seat they were going for, and okay. But I hope they don't. If they make another Phantom movie, I hope they don't set it back then. Hope they make it modern. Yeah. But I think it would have been better if it was based in the 90s or something, but I can live with it. It's kind of like with the boy and there's some other things, I can kind of live with it. Yeah. Oh, now, I'm probably with Steve. I, I like it being said. Yeah. The thing that I like about at the start, like with, we've got this bit with the skull, it's 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 really setting up the, the mysterious element of the Phantom. Uh, you know, you've got the you've got the stories, and and um, before coming up, you'll hear the jungle beat, the jungle drums, and it yeah. and it really adds to the mysteriousness of the Phantom. Yeah. I yeah, think they could have done it better for those who came in late, though. Like it wasn't really enough. It, like it was enough for us. People who already knew the story would absolutely get it, but for people who didn't know it at all, I uh, I think the the full explanation of who the Phantom is comes too late. I reckon in like in back in the nineties, two hour movies weren't as popular as say this is which is a, an hour yeah. and a half. If it was say like a mo a Marvel movie or a movie that's come after Marvel, a two hour, two and a half hour movies or even uh, a two split movie, like two parts, could have you could have had that. You could have had half hour about the first phantom and then you you know, so you could have fleshed it out a bit more, but back then with comic so we, movies not as popular, I think they did. It. I, I liked it how quick, how it was quickly. Yeah, done. you don't want to get bogged down in it though. You want you want the movie to progress, and yeah. like for Phantom fans, we're going to get it straight away. We love it. We think it's great um, that they put all those little elements in it. Someone who's not a fan is getting a tidbit of it, yeah. and yeah. hopefully they'll lead them to the comic or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they get and they get tidbits all the way throughout. Oh, yeah. Watching again today. Yeah. You must do us a favour, Jim. It's got nothing to do with the movie, but you reckon you can move your mouse up a little bit? I think there's a cursor sitting right there. We go. 
Was this when the, like, watching it now and knowing the end, just that little glow in the eyes is um, already getting <laughs> foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah, not and not happy with it. Um, but yeah, geez, there's a heavy. How was how was Jeremy with um, all of it? This is yeah. I'm about to say, like, Jeremy knew something was going to happen. He said, oh, "I just knew that thing was going to do something. I just knew it." Now, for those listening, uh, Jeremy's seven years old. So, PG, the film's rated PG, so I had no problem watching it. But I was going to watch it beside him because I know of these little scenes. And Jeremy said, no, he was ready for it, but he still got a little jump." Mm. And, um, <laughs> Jeremy? Jeremy's seven. And um, but something else that I, I didn't realise, and you don't realise it until you're watching it with the seven-year-olds, um, they actually swear a couple of times, especially here in the in the first 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, and it's only just the, you know, yeah. only just. Um, and then there's one or two at the end. As well. one too. Yeah, I think shit's the worst of it, but That's it, it, uh, yeah, yeah it, it is disappointing when you go to you know. I had the same experience with Gus when he was probably that seven, eight years old, and watching it for the first time and going, oh. I, I forgot about that. I didn't. You yeah. Know, a lot more jarring. I think you probably didn't worry about it back in, back then, but now we're just so cotton wool. And yeah. I like I like this bit just with the whole jungle, the jungle drums. Yeah. That elephant's a dead giveaway that's not in Africa. Yeah. It's an Indian elephant, rather than an African elephant. And then this here, just the 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 head bit. We've got to discuss now. You oh, can see his eyes. Eyes exactly right. This is the first time we see the suit, the ring, uh, the skull uh, belt, the, the cult. 9-11s. Like this is the costume, the reveal. At least they get the fact that the mask is see-through and not with the white eyes. They get that out of the way straight away. Boom. Okay, here's the bit you're not going to like, and they go through the rest, which was all fantastic. Uh, thoughts on the mask for this film? It doesn't bother me. Yeah, yeah. They they couldn't do it any other way, especially in 1996. No, yeah. just something you had to live with. Yeah, um, this is cool. This is good. Just the fact that they were they were frozen by the fact that this person is now coming towards them. Yeah, just out of nowhere. And I like this. I actually like this bit <laughs> just with the whole roughneck. Yep. Yep. Bang! That got a chuckle. The music. Yeah, the reveal. Yeah, the, oh, the music clip. The music works really well. <laughs> and the little clips. Yeah. I'm trying to get to say Eddie. Danny Elfman is the composer of this, isn't he? Is he? Oh, I wouldn't have thought so, but I'm happy to stand correct. Oh. What about Bree? Okay, yeah. Elfman did that. I'm absolutely wrong. I'm absolutely wrong. And I know this because I've got the CD. I should have. I've said that. Um, but I'll look it up. The film, the, the soundtrack is pretty cool, the whole way through. I've, I've made that over today. Yeah. So here's one of those what the type moments. He's left the horse, now he's going to try and outrun a truck while he's jumping through the tree, so... <laughs> okay. Well, guess what? He's back. At least he's behind us. So this bit here, the already killed. Again, it adds to the lore and the mystery of the people that did not know who the Phantom is. It adds to the, oh, you know, you try and kill him, but he comes back. And it's just, you know, it, it just adds to the mysteriousness of it. 
Actually, another thing, particularly at the staff, got to say just before, when, oh, yeah, we'll get to that in a moment. But um, the way they've got Quill's skull mark, you know, in the comics, it's always like pink. And this time it's like a, well, the bruising or whatever, the scarring. What do you guys think of that? A good way of doing it or? Yeah, it works for me. Yeah, the, the skull mark, yeah. Um, David Newman, who is the soundtrack composer. And I apologise, David. I, um, I should have <laughs> What about changing the Thing Brotherhood symbol? Um, I would have preferred the seven dots, but this I can, I can, I can live with the Seng change, name change, yeah. but the, like the dots, I would have preferred the dots than, um, this, this spider web. I 100% agree with that. It should have been the, the seven dot flag. That's or, another thing, just like the, the mask, like it, they're making it for the fans, but they're also making it for non-fans and having a having a um, a spider web, you know, gives it that extra bit of evil, I guess. Yeah. So rather than just having seven dots. But this is all. What's actually interesting is in the first story, it's just the three dots. Ah. I love this bit. Oh, just just yeah. watching this. Diving out of the canopy of the truck. Catching the boy with an impossibly deep canyon. You're right, Steve. <laughs> hey? It's an impossibly deep canyon that they're dangling. <laughs> it's surprisingly symmetrical. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But this is gold. I, yeah. yeah. I just remember being in awe of it as a 12 year old, just like, oh wow, this is so cool. How strong is this fella? It's just, yeah. it is setting up this character perfectly. It is. Like with Sharp shooter, super, uh, you know, with with uh, huge human strength, not superhuman, but you know, very very strong. Mm. Not really good. <laughs> Is that that uh, the truck falling upside down into a river that explodes into a mushroom cloud? Is that the about, <laughs> <laughs> Steve? Yeah, that sort of stuff and. I think um, even Jeremy made a comment. Geez, anytime anything crashes, it really does explode, doesn't it, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> so even he picked up on the explosion. Now, I just might say while we're watching the uh, the Jungle Patrol set up, and we'll probably have comments about that, but we're also, I'm, I'm tweeting a few things, uh, live tweeting as we go tonight, and just a, a comment from King Comics Rises TV. Um, they would have preferred the seven dot flag for the Sing Pirates as well. Um, they're with us. No one likes the, sp the spiderweb flag. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, I didn't pick this up until today when I watched it, but that's weeks. Next to the next to was yes. it Horton or whatever? Yeah, yeah just, Captain Horton and then Captain Horton. Yeah. Or Sergeant or whatever he is then. Imagine it weeks, 400 years. So the thing that I like about that bit again is that it's the it's the continuing of adding to the lore and the mystery of the phantom um now i remember a few girls like this bit um that i used that at, at youth group that i watched this movie with um well, it's jealous billy vane who has been training for 18 months for the role um and we've done a set of push-ups before the scene what's not yeah. to like to be honest <laughs> did you find um jar jarring here you know yeah. where, where's his grass skirt and, and cool hat 
Well, yeah, and this is it speaks to what we were talking before about the Indian versus African setting, I suppose, and, and even the Jungle Patrol is uh, is a bit colonial in the way that it's set up. So I, I didn't like the colonial aspects of it, and I still don't. Yeah, Garan didn't really bother me as much because I remember we talked about this, well, we talked about this in the 200th episode um, where Jeff and... Jeff Weigel and Mike Manley talk about how they struggle themselves with the grass skirt and the and the hat and how um, how it almost doesn't fit. So that didn't bother me as much. But again, like this with the skull cave, I think they did the skull cave inside the skull cave. They did it amazingly. Mm, looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah, this the the setting is unreal. They've done that well. Okay, so Phantom's so, dad. What do you reckon about this? Room, a ghost in the room. Now, <laughs> the problem I have with this is that I don't like it. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but Patrick, but the actor does an amazing job at it. Yeah. yeah. So the, he 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 acts it brilliantly, and the way he interacts with it is really really good that it almost adds to it which is which is disappointing because if you did a bad job you can just kind of wipe it off but he did a really good job yeah i, I still didn't like it i, I still and i still don't like it it's it's um if he's going to appear he should i don't know no he shouldn't appear it's not in the comic no and i was thinking about that today whenever he's um or whenever 21's thinking about his forefathers they're in the suit and they're in their prime of their life but not yeah. 67-year-old grand, granddad. Yeah. But can we at least admit that he did a, he did a good job of the 20th? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, he's, he's, yeah. A, he's a fine actor, but whether that character should have been in the film, yeah, I don't I was talking think so. Mm. Yeah. I would, have, I would have preferred it if he did a poor job because then I could have disliked <laughs> it better. <laughs> and this is where, like, we, we talk about that. I mean... I think Billy Zane, I think his performance as the Phantom holds up. I think it's good. Yeah. We'll talk about this sort of stuff at the end, I'm sure. Um, some of the um, Percy Swanson as Diana, we're about to... There she is. There she is. Um, Can I just quickly interrupt? This um, uh, butler is actually named Forkmore, which is right. um, named after, obviously, the creators, Lee Fork and Ray Moore. And I believe this scene was filmed at um, Hugh Hefner's... Playboy Mansion. Playboy Mansion. The Playboy Mansion. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Every fan of fan knows that fact. <laughs> <laughs> so the internals done there as well, because the externals are definitely the Playboy Mansion. Uh, the word for that one, Stephen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> From your recollection, <laughs> as I recall. <laughs> I thought Lily. I thought Lily was good because she's. Yeah. She's like that in the comics as well, especially at this, in the early ones. Yes. Uncle Dave being a newspaper dude rather than a, a policeman. <laughs> yeah, I, this is the sort of time where you're starting to go, gee, there's, um, they're taking a few liberties because um, the first time you watch it, um, in, in the fullness of time, it's probably not a big deal, but um, he's never a newspaperman in the comics at all. No. So it's still a stretch. I believe he could have i think he still could have been a a cop who was investigating him and it could have yeah. still worked whether he was a newspaperman or a policeman yeah i agree it's a strange choice what did you think about drax as he walks in with the cane and the cravat 
Is that a, a tip of the hat to Lee Fork, you reckon? The mon- I think ah. it is. Yeah, I've never thought of it like that. Uh, no, just said it. What about Jimmy Wells? Like him? <laughs> the guy's a dick. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> he's, such a, he's such a nothing character, which yeah. is the case in the comics as well. Yeah. Uh, but at one point, and I don't think it's this scene, but at one point he just drinks his, you know, has a line, drinks his glass and walks away. <laughs> conversation. I, I like this bit. I like this bit. This bit here. Ready? She didn't put bologna in the sandwich or something else, but she's saying to, to Jimmy Wells that basically bologna. Yeah, you um, yeah. I, I just, I, I loved, I loved that response from him. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. you know the way they set this up with no, I refuse to shake your hand, but meanwhile I'm going to put my arm around the, uh, you know, the bloke I've got in my pocket. It, it, it establishes so quickly. Um, yeah. Your reporters have been poking their noses into my the bad guy is. Yeah. Now, he's instantly, instantly dislikable. Um, and I know some people um, have a crack at Treat Williams for overplaying the character of Xander Drax. But I actually really like him. Great. The, he, he makes it because of the overtop acting and his charisma. And, and he, he's a great bad guy. And we'll go, we'll go along later, but the way he kills people is just so over the top. And, and, it's, and this bit here, this bit here, oh, you've been talking about ex-wives. It's, he's, he's a funny bad guy. Oh, that's a funny line that we just spoke over there too. How much does this paper cost? Two cents daily, five cents a week. No, no, the, the whole thing. And I'll tell you something else. I think we all know as Andrew Drax in our own lives, someone who is just immediately unlikable. <laughs> He's a fun guy to, to not get along. I'm only interested in the truth. And I've learned from a high source that this is could have been a, a detective or a policeman and this could still work. Yeah. yeah. But then Drax would have to have someone else in his because the commissioner being being in his payroll. Yeah. It probably work it would work better than if he was a newspaper. Yeah. What's it mean? Then he'd, he'd really want to get rid of um, Uncle Dave. Yeah. Power. I really like how, how Diana is still in the adventurer type gear. She's still, she doesn't care about the, or she doesn't want to be a part of this or hoity-toity stuff. She just wants to, just no nonsense, get it done. And then, you know, by the end of the scene, she's heading off to Bangala. I'll do it. This man must be taken seriously. I've been able to trace the origin of that spiderweb symbol to a place... Just quickly with regard to the India versus Africa concept, King Comic Rises says on Twitter, yes, he thinks it should be set in Africa. Um, Sujabir uh, says that he likes the African concept more growing up with it, um, but the Indian concept worked with the movies. It's probably just some wild goose chase anyway. So later on in the movie, I actually did a bit of research about where... Where the... the some of the settings are actually placed and all that. So, um, about the devil's vortex and stuff like yeah. that. But we'll talk about that later. I don't know, Diana. I want to go. Now, I like Diana as I thought she did a great job. Christy Swanson, yeah, Christy Swanson did yeah. A, yeah, I think she did a great job as Diana. I liked her through this stage of the movie. I didn't. Yeah, the last few scenes, I'm not. I, I wasn't as old. Maybe by then we'd met Catherine Zeta-Jones. Uh, <laughs> so, so Kirsty Swanson maybe um, didn't stack up from an acting perspective I must yeah and here we go the collusion in the back seat 
Yeah. But you see, I actually thought, like, Diana becomes... I actually like Diana better in the um, underwater cavern when she actually starts to fight the bad guys and she's not as, you know, like, coming up, she gets punched out in one, you know, at once. And yeah. she, I kind of like her more as we kind of see her. This is... Uh, you see this seaplane... This is probably why I like the Phantom in the 30s. So, you know, the, the Ray Moore stories set on an Orient Clipper or a seaplane of some description. Um, we get the Sky Band coming in. And, and obviously, we haven't mentioned that yet, but this, this movie is sort of half set around the Singh Brotherhood and half set around the Sky Band. Oh, meanwhile. I love this. I love this. this. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy's going, that, that's not going to work. How's he going to see the thing? And it took him all, and took him into the library and went, oh, did he just kill him? <laughs> well, at least had him blind, mate. <laughs> this is where you know, this is the scene where you go, actually, this guy is pure evil. Yeah. Yeah, that's when Jeremy <laughs> knew that too. <laughs> oh, he really is a bad guy, Dad. <laughs> that, that microscope. The microscope, the microscope scheme is one of my favourites. Yeah, I, you know, it, it, you know, it would have just been easy to just pull out a gun, shoot him in the head. But this oh, he is, never does that. Well, yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> every every way he knocks off someone is over the top. It is dramatic, dramatized, and well, I don't see this as him killing the. Um, I'm not even sure right now. The doctor, um, it's just blinding him. That hence the. Hence the scene with the the bit where he's about to snap the glasses. Um, that, that's, that's even worse. This is a guy who depends on his sight for his living and everything that he does. Yeah. He suddenly has it taken away. From oh, watch this! I love the glasses snap. That's the, that's a highlight. You won't be any knees anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and what a bastard. The, and you got the music as well, that kind of yeah. highlight. Oh, so. the score's oh, great. Just snapping into focus. It's, it's so well done. Yeah. Now, I think Jeremy thinks that this is the way planes look like on the inside now. <laughs> I don't think he's ever been on a plane, so. <laughs> he was actually quite amazed about the, the sea clipper type thing, about being on the water. Yeah. He hasn't read those stories yet, I don't think. You're right. I'm leaving now. Have, X has the radio ever needed to be in pump like that? <laughs> I don't know. This is real. I wasn't alive in the 30s, Dan. I think you were. You might be able to tell us if that's how you listened to radios back then. Well, the way the fan listens to the radio is how I listen to it. I've got no idea how it was a broadcast or transmitter. <laughs> No, maybe that'll be the rest of the info because you lose that, but you do keep the main bit. He'll do. Now, the, the other lady in front of it, she had an M on her scarf, so they've all got their names on the scarf. And it's not just. Oh, the initials. Yeah. So she's got an S, and then the lady that walked in before had an M. Now, 
This is what I was saying before. I think Diana got knocked out just a little bit too easy there. Like, just, you know, it would have been nice if they kind of had, you know, like, I punched her and then she went to go at her and then someone, you know, knocked her out again. You know, give her a little bit of a fight. Diana's, it's, in my opinion, the way I see Diana is a little bit stronger than that. Yeah, but the Phantom gets knocked, uh, gets head knocked from behind every second comic, so... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I love this. I love that the Phantom just turns up. He, he, you know, Horton's turned around and boom, Phantom's in his um, armchair. Yeah. yeah, but at the time I was I was iffy on this because he doesn't know. He, he's the unknown commander. He shouldn't be there. So I'll, I'll, so at the time I was iffy on this, but yeah, it's grown on me as over the time. He does know a little bit too much about it's, the yeah. It's one of those changes which you were talking about is the change makes sense, but is it necessary? Um, now, a bit which we did talk over the top of is that um, Captain Norton goes, you know, what are you coming through the window? And the Phantom actually says, I like the window. Now, but, you know, for, for, for non-Phantom fans, they wouldn't understand that. But for the geeks, i.e. Yeah. with an Easter egg, they kind of go, oh, the window. Yes, the Phantom yeah. goes through the window. It's, yeah. It's one of those iconic things. Yeah, it does. It does hit a lot of the tropes, and we've we've had a podcast recently about what are some of the most important Phantom elements. Um, this movie does nail quite a lot of them. So with the change, could be good if you said as you were as you were, Colonel. After he turned around, it was a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so for instance, that? with the changes, <laughs> I like the unknown commander and the eyes and all that. Could have we lived with those a lot more if we didn't have the magical scales? Yes. Oh, I could live with them anyway. It's a, yeah, it's it, it's the magical scales that is the ultimate yeah. spoiler. So at this point, even you know, the first time I'm watching it, at this point, I'm sort of like, I'm really enjoying this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Abduction, piracy, kidnapping. Oh, feisty too. Shut up. <laughs> and and uh, not going to lie, nineteen-year-old me enjoyed this movie a lot more in the next five minutes. <laughs> I got a report in now. Somebody has a big interest in you. Maybe when I get back, you and I can spend. And look, Diana tied to a chair, um, being talked to by a pair of kidnappers. That happened in every second Lee Fork story. Yes, unfortunately. Now. There was a lot of, and throughout the movie then, and then also coming up, there's a lot of sexual drama, I guess you could almost call it. it there's, there's certain aspects of this movie where it feels like it might have originally been like an M movie, and then they're trying to cut some stuff out to make it a PG. Yeah, yeah it, it doesn't cross the line, but it, 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 it goes along the way. It doesn't come close, but it, it, it goes along the way. I see, I see what you mean, because I was thinking the same thing too. On parts that I hadn't picked up, you know, yeah. over 25 years until I watched it again today. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I like Devil. I think Devil is a real star. I kind of wish we saw more <laughs> of him. I was about to say exactly the same. It's a shame that this is sort of his one great scene. Oh, I wonder how many chats to um, Hero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm <laughs> across the next ten minutes or so. Oh yeah. 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 It would have been nice if he could have gone to New York. Um, yeah. Because he's always with the family, no matter where he goes. And yeah. 
I actually like this as a really um, a clever um, plot move to to expose Diana. Like Sailor's like, I'm going to steal your boots. That's the sort of person I am. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a bad guy. I'm going to take clothes off your back. <laughs> but it also adds to the drama and the um, uh, the interaction between the two as well. Yeah, absolutely. So this is a scene that you liked as a 19 year old Dan. Um, the fact that you identified it so quickly suggests to me that as a 13-year-old, you didn't want it yourself. <laughs> um, so from memory, they were actually all, all actresses, or no, all well, models, I hope they were. all <laughs> models from, um, from Brisbane. Yeah, right. So what you're saying is they might live, live near me. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. I like this. It is. This is a ship full of women. I love that line. Interesting. Excuse me. And he just kind of like ignores her and goes to rescue her. Yeah, yeah, like. I bet you're better than. So this is a bit more about the sexual tension and all that as well. Jungle sayings. I love them. Need them. And being yeah, able to get rid of the like gun it. without even looking at her. Yep. Yeah. Then doing what every Which uh, mean, female yeah. bad guy does. Yep. Yeah. Tie her up. This is when I started to like Diana, is when she punched him. Yeah. And I'm like, yep, that's, that, that's, that's, my, that's my Diana. Well, but you're not saying, oh, I don't like Sala because you got punched out so easily. Diana Paul. So, you know, it, it swings around a bit. So I, didn't, I didn't have the problem with the punch earlier. No. Thanks. You've done a good job. This bit here. <laughs> oh, this is this is this is Diana. You know, headstrong, yeah. do her own thing, and and I like that. But still needing to be um, you know, drawn into the shadows. And I like that. You know, 1996 is Will's um, treating the female roughneck as an absolute equal there. Okay. Well, you know, he's in charge, but he's not like, you can't do the job because you're a girl. Yeah. He's just one of the gangs. I think we should stick together, but I should go first. Fine, go ahead, it's your rescue. Yeah, it's your rescue. I, I just <laughs> like that bit. And he walks straight into a bull. Ah, Clay's from Earth, he could have written this. <laughs> oh, shit. I do like how he's got the, he's yeah. exploiting the old injury. Yes. Yeah. So there's a bit coming up which is actually very similar as um, a scene out of that Arnie Schwarzenegger does, where he kind of throws them all off like that. Yeah. Like I mean that. Arnie Schwarzenegger. Phantom does that. Billy, I think Billy Zane's genuinely strong and great, but I don't think even he's throwing those three guys off his back. <laughs> Dog's a wolf. I love that. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Again, it's one of those tip of the hat moments you're talking about, Jim. One of those Easter eggs in a sense for hardcore fans to get a bit proud of in the watches. And the fact they actually used a wolf. Come on, get in. Yeah. You can fly a plane? That's probably why he's not in those New York scenes. Yeah. I, I just like that little that little shrug where he goes, Can you fly a plane? He's like, yeah. <laughs> Of course you can. Um the thing well, I like, get the thing I like about this is that the devil shows his, I'm not sure it's a word, but his wolfness. You know, he, he's a scary, 
proposition. Yeah. I really like that. And again, the realism of this, they're not going to blow the plane up. But that that, re that was realistic. The rocket firing all his handguns. You're not going to hit him, but you might jag a, a hole in the fuel thing. Yeah. Now, Stephen, you said that this bit and the jump was your favourite part. It was also my favourite part as well. The, the jump was always the jump is always memorable. But I've always got the stuff how a, a horse is going is running as fast as it can. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, 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 that still got me stuck. Somehow been communicated by the wolf that this is the paddock you need to be in. Oh, this is I, I just laugh at this. This is good. This is fun. This is silly. Yeah. But I like it. <laughs> so I'm not sure if people actually noticed, but there was a rock there, and you see Devil go past the rock, and then you see him take a step back, and so obviously he was trying to go yeah. to the rock and then bark. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, it's just nice. Oh, it's, it's great. It's fantastic training. It's a great scene. I don't think even um, Lee Falk or those from Eddie have ever tried the hero and devil communicating to each other without the family, have they? Um, but it's not too far removed from what we might have This whole thing, this whole scene, is just like my favourite and it almost yeah. makes the movie. Take her down. What's been good so far, it, there hasn't been too many lull spots, you know, they had the spot in the, um, it does keep in the study or whatever, which was, you know, a little bit of dialogue there, but it's just bang, 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 there's something happening all the time. Trust me. The, the trust me is important, the trust me comment is important. Now. I remember watching this bit. I'm not sure if you've ever watched Hey Hey at Saturday, yeah. but um, Hey Hey at Saturday had Billy Zane on. And they actually showed this part, um, and though Hey Hey Saturday is known for its humour and obvious humour and all that, but it, it, it felt like Billy Zane was a bit offended about how they were making fun of him on this bit because he. He felt really proud that he, the fact that he actually did this himself. Yeah. Um, so it's it's. Who's flying the plane? I jammed the stick. It's just I yeah. Uh, it's it, it, I remember that. Get yeah. Get ready. You can't. We have to. Now you said before that that trust me was important. What what's the importance there? Yeah. So, as Kit Walker, he says it again later on in the movie, which helps uh, yeah. Diana recognise that it is that Kit Walker <laughs> and the Phantom is the same. Yeah. Now, I, I, I know, the hand on the hips doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, I know Billy Zane did this himself, but I'm not sure okay. if, if with Kirsty. <laughs> Kirsty did it. Well, Kirsty or Kristen? Diana. Yeah, that, and that's the bit where suddenly the horse is somehow well in front of the... <laughs> yeah, you can see a couple of those. And this, I accept the proper explosion for this. There's really <laughs> everywhere, Stephen. What did you want? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I wasn't saying yay or nay. <laughs> My comment is that the way the explosions are done, like the, the actual graphics of the explosions, haven't dated well. Yeah, but, um, there was another bit when she goes, Oh, I can't believe we did that. And then he goes, Yeah, neither can I. 
It, it just shows that he's a human. Um, I, ju I just put out on Twitter, uh, what do you think of the airplane to horse jump scene? Both Sergio Javier said it's amazing the way he's and King Norwich Rises are also big. Yeah, bad guys really need to go to shoot and stuff. <laughs> they went to the same school as Stormtroopers. <laughs> and every good action movie has a car chase. <laughs> and this is it. Catch him, oh no, there's a better car chase comes up, I reckon. In the in the um, New York Park. Oh, that whole sequence. This is really good too, though. Like, um, it's a good opportunity to see what it's like in the jungle, and then again in the in the concrete jungle. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. rope people. I love it. Now, the rope people and the banda are the only two tribes that feature both in the movie and in the comics and newspaper. Do they actually mention the banda by name in the movie? You, you can see the harnesses under their um, jumpers here. But uh, otherwise, the whole sequence of the, the rope people capturing men off horses going past, that is... Great from Lee Fork, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. I like this bit coming up here, where she starts to faint. Yeah. I just feel a little dizzy. Uh, must be the humidity. <laughs> <laughs> What's you worried about? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I love that. I remember everyone in the cinema laughing at that. Um, in yeah, look at these beaches. Like, it's filmed in Thailand, a lot of this, and I love these. Whether you want to be set in Africa Africa or India, that's that you can see the Golden Beach of Kilauea. Um, yeah. Like that. Now, I would, now, there has been a few cuts of scenes. I would recommend if you read the book, you do actually get an understanding of, and you actually do get the cut, cut scenes from here to the uh, plane crash. What did you um, What did you think of uh, the Skull Cave? The way that it was portrayed just now. Yeah. Uh, I prefer the inside of the Skull Cave, but I do like the waterfall. I think yeah. the, waterfall, the waterfall was good. That was really good. I, yeah, agree with both of those. The the outside yeah. looks like a paper mache. Yeah, but the inside is amazing. This is, this, this is all incredible. Mm. When I um when I was looking for the images of the Skull Cave for the um. For the um, the pole, for the pole, and I saw that one. So oh, that's rubbish. I, I, I forgot it was coming from the movie. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah watching it, so, oh, that's where that was from. <laughs> I like that. I like that we see that he's got a, a minor treasure room. It's not labelled yeah. as such, but every Phantom fan knows that. Obviously, that's where he is. We've got the skull throne. Chain. Yeah. Now this this is the prototype for every first date, right? First date, <laughs> a, a chase. <laughs> A rescue, a sky jump, a trot along a beautiful beach, and then you're going to give him black pearl, a black pearl necklace. Now, has, maybe, can anyone top that? Maybe with West Australian money, mate, but not over here on the East Coast. Watch the Phantom's reaction to that. To the kiss on the hand. Yeah, it crosses the old. Um, yeah, first the mouth goes down, and here's your shirt. Yeah. And this bit here. No smoking in the skull cave. Were you just cheering in your seat, Eric? <laughs> 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 
When that was, I remember when they did the no smoking the skull cave, everyone just started laughing as well. <laughs> yep. I, I, I still understand why they did it, but I think Horden and the Phantom, they know each other too well. Makes sense from a movie perspective. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. It, it would it would have cut down the whole going to the jungle patrol with the yeah. with the safe and stuff. It kind of keeps the movie. Would, moving. would have been clunky. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Captain, I want you to take her back. Use every man at your disposal. Give her all the protection she needs. Wait a minute. That's it. This is great. Send me away. I'm afraid so. <laughs> No one sends Diana away. Job, and do. No one argues with the Phantom. So. <laughs> Who's going to win? Wait a second. Diana. Nobody argues with the Phantom and wins. Old jungle saying. <laughs> I did like it. We've heard, what is that, three old jungle sayings now? Oh, at least. Um, Might be two. But, but it, no. Yeah, Three plus the the no smoking. Yeah. yeah. The um the traffic here, my my work was what? They're all driving the same way. Where's the road rules? They're just made. I use a little toothpaste on it. Toothpaste. Toothpaste. I am in such a good mood right now. I almost hate. Mention this. Ah, the happy. Ah, the old. Let's show the headline on the TV to catch up on her. <laughs> really good. Something you didn't count on. Oh. Again, really? this adds to the mysteriousness of the Phantom uh, lore as well with this bit. The belt, yes. And the fact that he tried to kill him and. He's real, and he won't die. I know. I killed him once, and he isn't dead. That. Doesn't make sense. Look, <laughs> I think everyone who's not a fan and fan in the in the movie theater was thinking the same thing as him. See mm. this hole? That's where I stuck him with a twelve-inch blade. You stabbed him in the back. I've underestimated you, Quill. Right up to the hilt. <laughs> He's watching more and more. Right. <laughs> Phantom helped Diana to escape. I think he's in love with her. Oh really? This is getting more interesting. By the is this? <laughs> I'm not wrong in saying that this is one of Catherine Zeta-Jones' first, like, real breakout yeah. roles, am I? Yeah. 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 Before this, she was Indiana Jones Chronicles, and I think, was it the same director or, or someone who worked yeah. on those? Simon, worked on this? Simon yeah, Simon, yeah, Simon Winston, Ian Marked her for it. I like this bit, because this bit helps identify that Mr. Walker and the Phantom yeah. is the same person. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right, that was Zeta-Jones' real first... Because uh, I think after this, she got the movie The Entrapment, yeah. which Entrapment, was... Mm, yes. Um, then went, so, yeah, yeah. Being, went bananas after that. Yeah. So what you're saying is they should have had more laser bullets in this film. <laughs> I think the biggest um, gripe you have with the movie is the amount of laser bullets yeah, right. in the film. <laughs> they just don't put them in the right way, Steve. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, look, guys. Paying, paying for the cab in jewels and just stay here. Um, you know, this whole... This is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Jeremy was wondering, is he a bad guy? No. 
Yeah. You're talking about the, the taxi fellas. No, mate, he, he drives a taxi. He's like, okay. just take the lot. And I'm sure they'll secure your services for the rest of the day, so wait here. I like the taxi driver. I'm never kidding. Yeah. He's a nice addition. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It gives Kid Walker a friend in New York. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I've got a question for you guys as we watch this scene here. Is we've all said that the the skulls we don't like, we don't like the supernatural element of it. Is there a way the skull? I never said that. You two said it. Okay. I actually don't mind it. It's not a deal breaker for me. Okay, so for me and Dan, so this is a question for you, Dan. Could have the skulls been used in another way, where it's not, where it's less supernatural, and it would have worked better in a in a phantom movie. Yeah, um, it, somehow it solves war in the jungle. You know, it, somehow getting the three skulls back together prevents the Lolongo from attacking the Wembeez, something like that. That would be, um, you know, that that's the the American or Xander Drax in this state, case, taking three things that he wants just for personal collection or for personal wealth, um, not, not the supernatural power. Um, and that's just, you know, colonialism and, and selfishness and collectorism and whatever. Um, and the fam gets those back so that the Wombezi and Lola We shall succeed where they have Okay. You got any ideas, David? Well, I hadn't really thought of it too much, but yeah, it's either... Yeah, having the, the skulls, having the, the laser beam wasn't, a, like I said, it wasn't a deal, but I didn't... It's not the, my favourite thing in the movie. Having the, the skull ring shoot a laser beam out that yeah. I really don't like that. that. That was the that was the shark that they jumped over. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that, but uh, to your question about actually using the the skulls in a different way, I hadn't never thought of it, and I don't know. Come to me next week, and I might have an idea. I'll be interested in our listeners if you've got if you can think of a better way that the skulls could be used in a less supernatural way for the Phantom and and that to still make the movie work i'll be interested in hear what people, people think of a better way put your question on on twitter right now germ and see if anyone gets back to us before the end of the movie <laughs> because yeah. i've had a bit i've had a bit of a think about it and i couldn't really think of a better way um i'm not an english teacher i'm not a i'm not a writer and my eldest came in just when this scene was happening and thought oh jesus this film's violent <laughs> and um jamie was all right but I love it. You know, he just killed the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this is this is the thing that that he works really good is he's just. I, I love his. That's a bastard. Yeah, just the way he does it. Everything's over the top. Everything's dramatized. He's a good guy. You know, it's like I oh, will do it at night time. No, 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 no. Let's do it now. Let's do it now. Let's do it now. Like a big kid. And then this bit here, where he spots the little damage to the wall. Oh my goodness! I've put a mark in the wall. Bugger. Yeah. <laughs> hey there. Found you. Page one girl. Yeah, Jimmy. Now, does this fella come back after the, after this scene at all? Yes. Oh no. He's just like cordial. He's a real doofus. The one where he just walks away from a conversation and there's nothing. Oh, no, he, he says the most important part about where where they can yeah. find the movie, where they can yeah. find the skull. It's the <laughs> we best, don't see him for the rest of the movie. It's the best thing he does all movie. Yeah. So I, I chuckled when he just you know darted in, even though he wasn't invited. It's been a while, hasn't it? Years at least. 
to be exact. Now, I, I read about what happened. Are you all right? Oh, I'm fine. Now, what I like about this is that by the by, it um it establishes. So, it establishes the, the budding romance between them and the fact that they knew each other before. And it was done really, really quickly. Like, it was done in here and the taxi ride over. And then all of a sudden, you know, okay, they were friends or close friends or romantically involved before without knowing. So it's it's. I thought it was clever storytelling how they were able to establish that very quickly. What about... Um Kit Walker here appearing, we can see his eyes. Like, we outside. Oh, I, I really didn't like it. Um, I, I don't like seeing his eyes, you know, not having any glasses or anything. Um, so, no, that's the pose where I reckon Diana's figured it out. Um, or her brain, yeah. as you can see, her brain starts ticking. But yeah, having, you know, not having the dark glasses and having his eyes shielded. I really don't like that much more than I. It's hard for me to say. I, the the mask without the seeing the eyes, I don't mind. Yeah. Having him without the dark glasses, I do mind. Yeah. Um. At at the time, it didn't bother me, but the more and more I watch this, and the longer I'm, you know, a grumpy old fan, it <laughs> bothers me more. And I'm with you, Stephen. Is that? Eyes showing through the mask, I don't have a problem with even now. Uh, the, the glasses, not now, not having the glasses now is an issue. Because yeah. he starts off with the glasses and yeah. why couldn't he keep it on? But of course, he's got, you know, he'd be putting glasses on, some, or, you know, dark glasses on someone that goes, takes away so much of the expression. And that was one of the, um, the big critiques about the Blues Brothers back, you know, back in the day, is you're putting, you know, these sunglasses on John Belushi when, you know, his face is his money, you know, and the way that he can express things with mm -hmm. his eyes and his eyebrows. But yet, that's my favourite movie ever, that's ever made. So I, I reckon Billy could have still done it with, um, with, the, with the sun in his eyes or with the dark glasses. Yeah, I agree. So this is the bit where I was telling about how the taxi scene adds to the history between the two. Yeah, yeah it's, it's character development. You know, and after and all the action that we've had, we just need a little bit of time just for a lull, a bit of well, it, development. Yeah, it creates, establishes the characters. And um, and it never goes for too long. It always goes for just long enough and then, bang, something else is going to happen. Nothing, I, I don't feel anything drags in this movie. And so this was, bit was filmed in um, uh, Brisbane. Uh, yes. And uh, this is the the building I went and watched Sammy J perform his uh, his show, um, Hero Complex. Now, <laughs> question: Is this is this is this Phantom like? The uh, no, no, it's not. It's the Smash and Grab. No, I'll take that. Thank you. He should have what? Uh, yeah, I don't know how that could have been turned around, but it needed to be turned around somehow so the bad guy smashed it. Yeah. Museum security. Everything's under control. Listen, folks. Free cake and sandwiches are being served in the hall. It does establish him as a man of action, but yeah. Yeah. Just Thank get in there and do it. Bye-bye. Yeah, this... that security. He's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I like this bit. The, you know, and there's the other bit like, why have you done this? Oh, match my drapes and... Yeah, yeah. You know, the interaction between uh, a little bit later on, yeah. and Drax is really good. Now, this is the moment as a yeah. twelve-year-old 
I was struggling with and as a hardcore fan for, uh, 25 years later, where I start rolling my eyes from this moment onwards. Like, yeah. this isn't... This, this, this is when the supernatural is... Well, we, we talked about the, the eyes glowing right in the opening scene, but this is where you go, no, 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 this is supernatural. And you start to, what are we, a bit over an hour into the film? Um, goes a bit downhill. Yeah, this is this is the moment where it just loses this way. Now, I, I've paused this map and I've opened up Google and I, it took me for about 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. And this is called the Andaman Sea, which is the west coast of Malaysia. Um, and the islands is, is uh, called the Andaman Islands and the Nicobar Islands, which is, as you can see, kind of in between India and between Malaysia. So that's where that's pointing to. Really? What's got me stuffed is this next is the next bit. Like he's he knows where it all is and he's just found out where it is. And then he's got um uh coordinates that he has to jot down and find exactly where it is. He's just found out where it yeah. where it is. Uh, that that gets me a little bit stuffed. And to be honest, that is an almost dead ringer, like very like basically it is a dead ringer of that whole region. Yeah. So um yeah. He didn't need to go back to another map and no, say these coordinates. So, yeah. Andy to have paid a taxi driver a uh, hand. <laughs> yes. My boy was still going on about the road rules. He just darted across the traffic. He didn't <laughs> walk. Now, this is the bit of <laughs> the interaction. Great. The between the What's two. Name? Why do you want that skull so badly? Kit Walker. Ah, and who is Kit Walker? I am. And what about <laughs> the skull? That'll go well with my drapes. Oh, <laughs> cute. You're very cute, Mr. Walker. Fortunately, I have a cure for that. Stop it! Don't hurt him. Well, if he's so cute and he's got brass knocks, why is he going to hit him in the face? Because that way he can. Yeah. He's got a kill for cuteness, so hit him in the face. Do Why don't you hit him in the gas? I did. Stylo's got all the latest gossip on two continents. Deny it. He's in love with you and you're nuts about him. From the moment he came flying down that laundry chute, you were hooked. Kismet in the jungle. You're despicable. You're just jealous. <coughs> now I'm one up on you. Ladies. See, like you see how now she doesn't look out. You see how like they held Diana back. That's yeah. what I was saying before. It would have been good if like Sala hit him at the beginning. Someone hold him back, and then she got knocked out. Just would have shown a little bit more fight for Diana, in my opinion. This navigational chart, we will know the location of the third skull. You already know that. No, no, we only we know because Jim spent twenty five minutes on Google. He's good. Nah, he just saw the map. He had pinpointed it. The laser pointed straight to a map, exactly where it needed to go. He even said it where it had to go. But I didn't see any coordinates on that map either. So, so 
One thing, should bad, should the bad guys stay hit or knocked out a little bit longer? No. We didn't really hit him. He just kind of moved him. He yeah, pulled himself him. some time. He, he bought himself... He, he would have needed to knock him out for a lot longer if he's actually getting changed into his Phantom suit right now. No, he's just supermaning it. It's just underneath his shirt. <laughs> I did like yeah, this little But have you tried to take off his shirt and tie? You can't be doing that. <laughs> they, they dress the well in the Yeah. <laughs> well, even, even on the last day of term, Jim, uh, Steve, I'm not getting my screws off that. Now, I would have preferred that bit there, where he got his legs around the two guys. He could have done the old Cybarry pose where he grabs their two heads and knocks them together. Knocks them rather than leg scissors, yeah. Yeah, that, that could have been cool. Just would have been a little bit more iconic. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I do like the whole lift scene and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's. It was just, it was just, it was just really clever. We've had cause to talk with someone about which shade of purple um, the Phantom Suit should be recently, and I actually really like the shade of purple that the Phantom Suit. For situations like that, like um, in the dark and the shadows, this shade of purple actually. Um, Camouflage is really well. Yeah, that's actually a question that that Jeremy asked me today. Watching is, why is he purple? Yeah, and I I kind of laughed because he actually asked it while he was in the jungle. And well, think about it, mate, he's in the jungle because oh yeah, to blend in. And I've gone, think about that for just another moment. <laughs> oh, he stands out. And well, I wanted to watch the movie, but I wanted to really talk about yeah. Well, he'll stand out in the newspaper strips and stuff like that. When he's in the jungle, you don't want him to blend to stand out. You want him to blend in. Whereas here, that, that shade of purple, maybe that that does work with the with the shadow, and so maybe it works well in the jungle as well. Even though it's a, it's a conversation for a different time, but I actually think purple is a good camouflage color for the jungle. If it's if it's dark enough. If it's dark enough, yeah. Now, before they talked about Devil's Vortex. Now I googled Devil's Vortex. Now she knows. I think it's a song, and not actually. A known area, but in saying that, the Andaman Sea is quite notorious with um, planes and ships going missing. So I love this. You could argue. That's great research, Jim. I love this scene. Nine and thirty's elevator. You see him through the the, the right there, and then the gun slide down the elevator shaft. Boots smoking as he goes. <laughs> It is great. And he gets there seconds after the elevator <laughs> to roll yeah. out. <laughs> uh, the elevator, it's a very underappreciated scene. Yeah. Oh, not from a fan. Cool. Yeah. Jeez, he comes close. How, did, how does he get through this? <laughs> and then these guys just, oh, that's a fan. Okay, no worries. <laughs> That always made me chuckle having those three guys in the background just not reacting as, as this dude in purple rolls out. There's a, there's a bit coming up, I like when he knocks the lady and she drops her purse and he stops, oh, picks, picks it up so he gives it back to her. It's just, just a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You don't, that's, you don't have to have that in the scene at all. But you only put it in to establish 
sort of guy you've got here. And I love this. He jumps in the cab and is surprised when the driver doesn't recognize him. Oh, God. Take my money, but don't hurt me. I'll take it easy. I'm a friend of Kit Walker's. I need your help. No. He's like, oh, bugger. I've got to tell him. Hang on. <laughs> I like this. The oh. jumping on the on the cars. Yeah. Now, when this, I saw this. This is the car chase I was referring to earlier. Like, he's yeah. chasing a car by running across cars. <laughs> when I saw the, you know, as the jumping on the roof cars and all that, I always wanted to do that. <laughs> um, like, like, jump from car roof to car roof. It's, it's a I fun... Found, I found a way for him to have a horseback race. Um, <laughs> you think that, um, that maybe True Lies came out before or after the camp and then they came out after, did they reckon they got that, the... The horse through the um, city scene from here. Exactly. It's, a, it's such a fun scene, like you've got oh, the. Three lives was first, 94. Uh, like you've got the jumps the, with the bikes, and and they've got that real whale, uh, whaling as well. It's, um, um, Music's great again. I wonder how hard it would be to jump like that in bikes like that. Is that <laughs> On purpose other... and not get hurt? Well, <laughs> they're fairly heavy bikes. They're not little dirt bikes or... No. I like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeremy goes, oh, stripes! <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> you started reading the Isle of Eden story. Um, yeah. Annual now. Annual. Yeah. It's just, it's that, it's this affinity with animals again. Yeah. You know, it, it just yeah. touches so many things to make you go, you know, the, the writers at the end of the day, I know they're much maligned for things that we, we've mentioned already and we'll continue to mention that we're going to critique, but, you know, they got a lot of things right. They, they yeah. threw things in that were You know, yeah, he's a guy who forms good relationships. Yep. Very quickly. This this is kind of like the part where Sala starts to change, I've noticed. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Why are you so mean? Don't you care about This is the lamest line ever. Yeah. You figure it out. All right, all right. Everybody just shut up. Yep. <laughs> oh, I didn't mind the you figure it out. The bit that I thought was lame was the why are you so mean? That was that was the part. Oh, maybe maybe the combination of the two. Why are you mean? You figure it out. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. I, I like the you figure it out. someone who teaches like teenage girls. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> now, this bit, it's, it's clumsy. Yeah, but it's important, and then the humour saves it in a sense. Yeah, like it, it tells the story about how Quill killed him and stuff like that. But and then like when he says, "Oh, you're talking to me now," 
Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, but it's important. Okay, what about that moment? Should the Phantom's ghost dad still have a ring on? Or has he already passed that on? Mm. Uh, yeah. Oh, like that. Hold on to your hat or whatever. I've, I've been wondering the same thing too, Dan, and, and I, I don't have a um, I don't have an answer. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. What about you? What about you, Dan? Should it have oh. been passed on? Oh, look, if I'm going to jump one way or the other, yes, keep the ring on. At least he proves he's a fan. Yeah. It identifies the fact that he's the Phantom as well. Yeah. Now, I, I googled New York to the Andaman Islands or to Thailand. <laughs> and, uh, he really it has done his research today. No, we've took you three hours to watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it takes a day, like literally 24 hours in today's society. Now, at how is it possible for the Phantom to stay like that, hanging onto the Plontoon for a whole day? He has to lie down, he just puts himself on. They'd have to so land two or three times to refuel so that they could fly that far. Yeah, so I was wondering, would have it made it all... <laughs> I love how Drax is just having a cuppa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And not in the sippy cup or anything. No, no. Just... <laughs> would have it made it more believable if it was a larger plane and the Phantom could have snuck into like the luggage department or something like that? Uh, it might have been more believable, but this is, you know, you, you've done some deep dive Googling. To, to map out and chart where this is. In terms of the movie as it's in, um, it could be, no, I, I like it. I like him clinging to the outside of a small, a small thing. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. So, you know, of course, in, in real life, they would have needed to refuel, but plane wouldn't have made it in one trip and all that sort of stuff. But if you're thinking about that when you're watching the movie, well, the movie hasn't done its job. It, it, like it's iconic, the Phantom holding on to it, and it's, you know, but it just, I don't know. So in the Andaman Islands, there is a lot of the islands of volcanoes, there's a lot of, um, it's right where the tectonic plates uh, are joined between the Euro-Asian plate and the Indian, Indian, Australian, Oceania one as well. So there is a lot of volcanoes and and that and and stuff like that and that's why a lot of planes and bits go missing even to this day i read somewhere that there was a recent one in 2005 that disappeared in that region mm. apparently billy zone also did that bit as well is the actual landing and then jumping off it as well and i like this bit here where his head pops up just for a second yeah does this does it remind you there was another Billy Zane movie which I'm sure he does something similar yeah just that there yeah. Dead Calm I reckon Dead Calm yeah, that's what I thought I just I, yeah, I just remember that from the promo shoots of, of the movie yeah. or something like that but um because I don't think I've actually seen Dead Calm or maybe I have they just seem very familiar the scenery used in the movie is amazing they had they they use great locations Yes, they did. Yeah, they did. So from memory, the underground cavern, which we're about to see now, was actually the biggest set built in Australia for a movie yep. at the time. Yep. Yeah, so this was at um, at Movie World on the Gold Coast. And um, 
unfortunately, they, you know, as, as happens at the end of most, they completely dismantled the set and very, very few pieces of it actually um, were, were able to be collected. I, I only really know of the submarine, which, um, you know, a friend of the podcast, uh, Bradley Peach, has got in his backyard um, and, and a few uh, knickknacks from walls and that sort of thing that I've ever seen in, in collectors um, or collections, I should say. Um, I know of a few coins and um, I've seen a few chains and, and yeah. stuff like that. The, one of the problems was is there was no um, uh, providence done yeah. with a lot of the with yeah. a lot of it. So I know Gary Horn's got one of the Pan Am um, cups. Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah, is my dreams. Well, we've just missed in the last minute or so. Um, you know how uh, Salo uh, takes the hand that's offered to help get off the boat. Dana, just yeah, I'm getting off this by myself. Um, there was something else that. But the girls start to come together in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, are the pirates too campy? Well, this guy in the striped shirt looks like Smee from Hook. Yeah, and I think there's another one that actually looks like Captain Hook. He said he doesn't have a look for a hand. Yeah. Now, and the thing that I said before, if this was a Today movie, would this be kind of like around here be like the end of the first one and then the second one be the adventure underneath? Would they make two movies out of it? Or would no, they just it'd be, out be a, a two hour? No. Nah. Nah. I, I don't see this story working as a. No, not up to here. As a not, not like Avengers Endgame or Avengers. You need, you need yeah. I also do like how the Phantom is in the shadows. You know, yeah. that's that's where we like. We like the Phantom in shadows. And, he, and his movement is... It, it, like he's, a jungle he cat. He does it well. He is. He's very lithe. He's, he's sleek. Um, he does it well, Billy Zane. It would have been better if he could knock out a bad guy or two, like, you know, like get behind him, <laughs> knock him quick... out. And... Yeah, you're right. Just you sneak up on three or four sentries on his way through and, and, and move past each one. Now, let me see. Dispose of Shang Tsung. Finish him. That's for any Mortal Kombat fans who Mortal Kombat yeah. move. <laughs> is, this, is this the point where Drax and Quill become irrelevant? It, it's a weird third villain to have in all this. Like they've, they've always, it's it's a, a weird confluence of of videos. Uh, oh, sorry, of villains. They, because he almost becomes. Yeah, I thought that was funny, but it almost becomes almost become irrelevant. I don't know. They've still got the scene with the skulls, but yeah, I understand what you're saying there before, Jim, about maybe you break it so that the Sing Pirates are like that we finally get to for the second movie. Um, there'd, there'd have to be a different way of, of moving between the two, so you still have the the big conclusion for the first film. But I certainly understand what you, like they've tried to squeeze too many bad guys in a sense. And now, but I, I don't mind it because now. The bad guys are at war with each other. Who's who's going to be the big dog? Who's going to? It's a power struggle between well, Drax. Phil yeah. knows that he's second field to Drax, but it's this power struggle between Phil and and yeah. uh, I Singh. Yeah, um, the, the Singh pirates are now appearing for the first time an hour and a half into the film. Yeah, 
there's not even a hint of them really other than oh there's the symbol we yeah there's the, the we knew that they were going to come along because the, the, the symbol that was always leading towards and here's yeah, the, the symbol we haven't actually seen the characters no well not even behind the scenes or that's all right we don't need to see that you don't need to see them until we need to i stand for the new order of things modern and up-to-date just the man to carry our cause into the 20th century silence <laughs> you have no bargaining power with me Mr. New York City. at the moment everyone's going you know what this guy's a bit of a tosspot oh i like this yeah. new villain who's going to call him a yeah. tosspot <laughs> <laughs> And the fourth skull. Yeah. First time we hear about that. <laughs> what the hell? I'm not drugs, I'm quill. And without it, you've wasted your time. What fourth skull? So coming up to the second bit of swearing from my memory. Just a minute. Anything happens to us, others will come looking. They know where we are. You'll have an entire army down your throats. Now, do you really want that to happen? Idiot mafia guy. <laughs> That's bullshit. Nobody knows where we are. What are you doing? Shut up! Spirit of adventure, my ass. It's every man for himself. Okay. Kebby, you get me out of here. Or else you really gonna sleep with the fishes. Now, what are you gonna say about that? This is great. In the bowl? Yeah. In the bowl. All the pirates know. Oh, we <laughs> yeah, it's 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 campy, but I like it. Yeah, it's dull. I liked it as a twelve-year-old. Huh? <laughs> Don't you just want to do that to some of your problems every now and then? You just get, where's me, Ken? Was it in the ball or whatever he said? <laughs> Fifty meters across the room. I am Quill, a loyal follower and soldier. I once killed the Phantom. I love this line. Many of us have killed him over the years. Many of us have killed the Phantom. <laughs> hey, I can see this Phantom thing really strikes a nerve. In that case, you are going to love this. She's his girlfriend. Bring her here. <laughs> Jax is great. You know, thinking about all the power and all that. And then doesn't even think about, oh, yeah, you can they actually do that with women as well. It just, <laughs> just doesn't occur to him. Benstrom has good teeth. Good, good. Personal pleasure. I overlooked that one. So, what do you say, Kabai Sang? The girl for the skull, and I'm out of your hair. <laughs> He really does look like he belongs on Broadway, treat. Yeah. <laughs> but what's interesting is I've seen a couple of other movies and shows with him in, and he's like that even in them as well. Yeah, right. That's what you get, is it? Yeah. Now, this whole bit here, it's awesome, you know, shooting the, the swords out of the um, uh, other hands, but it's so silly. I like it. It gives it that old swashbuckling movie feel. Like, no, I'm a big fan. And, it, and it's not like oh, oh, oh. it's not like he keeps shooting well. forever. He runs out of bullets and is like, right, I now I need to headbutt and kick some heads. Why did this guy ever pick up the skull? Got me stuff. It just didn't. Yeah. I, th I like. I actually think the girls do do this fight scene really well. 
Yep. Yeah, everyone's there um, fighting on their merits and the girls hold their own. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. I like the reaction, or the interaction between the two of them. Yeah. And that moment of realisation. You're not a ghost. <laughs> he does have the try hack. Hold on. Like this. My fight. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah he's so that. ruthless. He's going to kill his own um, Bella. Make sure yeah. that he. Can he's a he's a great bad guy. And you're right. Everyone's Yeah. Now. At first, I didn't like the fact that he knew the secret, which we're about to hear in the first bit. But the more I watch it and the more I think about it, it adds to the lore for a new fan. But the thing is, he didn't know the secret until just then. He saw the worried look on the Phantom's face. That's why I've read it, is that he didn't realise that he wasn't a ghost until just then when he could see I agree. The... I've got no problem. Yeah, like we talk, we've talked to before about um, it's only the family who knows the Phantom's real man. I don't mind someone in their last 30 seconds of life finding it out. Yeah, but, uh, but it adds to the lore for the, um, like, the, the new fan. Yeah. And I think you have to do that where you, um, where you got to add those type of things during the story for the new fan as well. Yeah. And I like the shark, I like the shark attack eating the uh, bad guy. Well, that's that's silly obvious. Yeah. Now, this here, the submarine. You talked about the submarine before, so mm. can I just put it out there that I've made out of my wife? I <laughs> <laughs> no, didn't have to put that out there to tell you the truth, but uh, I don't want to. So for those who um. Uh, back there, Back in 2014, there was a museum exhibition featuring the restored version of this submarine. Um, and then I want to put it out there again. My daughter was actually conceived on that weekend. Oh, I um, thought you were going to say in the submarine. <laughs> no, that would have been good. I wish it was. <laughs> so, so people who say it looks a bit unrealistic that you could fit both Christy Swanson and um, Catherine Zeta-Jones in the submarine, you're here to tell us that no, two people... Yep, I got a photo. I believe I actually. Had oh, a this photo is getting worse. Of... You got a photo of what? <laughs> of of myself and my wife in the submarine. I don't believe we were kissing at that stage. Uh... <laughs> I, this this feels like it is an absolute like panel for panel um, reproduction of a something that happened in, uh, in, the, first, in the first in the first Samson story yeah. where he shoots he looks, Diana. He looks to shoot it away out of yep. the vortex and stuff like that. There's a lot of very similar similar um, yeah. uh, panels. Which, which is good. You know, it's fantastic. Yeah. And then, the then they go and do this sort of thing. With the skulls. <laughs> Why do you do it? Like this bit here, the Had to bring in a bit of Hollywood. With Will and Yeah, yeah. He's still going for that same sore side. 
people like this bit. This bit's good, but then it comes to this bit. <laughs> this, this is the worst, worst, worst bit. What the hell is going on? Yeah, the fight scene between the Quill and the Phantom is good. It's, it is. It's and, it's, and it's a realistic fight scene as well. Like, it's a real wrestle, hand-to-hand yeah. -hand type of one. And meanwhile, you've got the cutting to the, back and forth to this. You know, Drax does it so well. <laughs> yeah. Like, they could have... Like, I reckon if they could... Rewrite it a bit where it's not so supernatural. I think it would have worked a lot better. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. But Jeremy liked it. He thought, "Whoa!" These spells are more powerful than I ever imagined. I've harnessed the energy of the sun. Who needs a fourth skull? I do. I do. And I know where it is. A lot of tension build Je up. Jeremy had a pick, he knew, he knew what the fourth spell was going to be. So for seven year old, pick it. <laughs> what a cheap jungle trick! The tension between with the chain unrolling and everything is good. Yeah. Yeah, this this really was the moment that, as I said at the start, about a bad taste in the mouth. This, where all of that bad taste comes from. Now, yeah. like how he does the smooth criminal bit, you know, the monkey the, 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 the lean yeah. forward on the thing. Yeah. And I like how, I do like how he says, you know, the ring for protection. Like, yeah. I do like how he makes, I like how he makes mention of, you know, the ring is for protection, but I just, yeah. Now, yeah. have the, the face, the Phantom face and Phantom, like the Phantom Punch, that iconic pose with the, the fist up there next to the, the profile of the Phantom, was that already a big thing back in uh, the 1996? Yeah. Because that, that's really where that yeah. that shot's coming from, isn't it? Glenn Ford did a lot on posters and yeah. on some, um, uh, what do you call it, on some comic, I think it's 1004. Which is the mob? I believe yeah, the that's story it. might be. Except it wasn't the that, that, was that Mr. Walker or was it? Uh, I can't remember that bit, but yeah. But yeah, you know, you're right. And that's definitely before the movie. So, yeah, as you may have mentioned before, like the coming out of the vortex, the phantom swimming behind it. There's a lot of easter eggs for past phantom stories and stuff which it does a lot right there's some great actors the fight scenes and the now. moments and like this here where they retell the the oath and the legacy is really good yeah and i guess i'm just i'd go back to what i said at the start that it just feels a bit late in the in the film but we have this at the beginning and we have it all throughout the story and now we've got it again yeah. i like how they keep it's important now, with the Phantom suit there, you know, got the, well, for lack of a better word, latex or rather cowl, and it seems like more material in the body. Would you prefer to see it in one material the whole for the whole suit, or 
No, do you I'll think like this it. works? I think it probably works better than the one piece. Yeah, no, this I'm I'm happy with this. Would you prefer so you don't mind it being the material than the latex, or would you prefer being one or the other? Yeah, I I actually to be honest, I actually thought the costume works well. I yeah. like the costume better as I become an old crusty old fan. Yes, and once again, and I, like, the I like this bit. Yeah, Jeremy really likes it. How all all the all the greys, all the previous fans have got something there, and so now he's yeah. got the belt. Yeah. Even my boy thought that was a really good touch. Oh, sure. He just likes to call me that. It's a real human side of both characters. Yeah. And we see Devil again. I, I wish. And I, I, the Devil couldn't have hold on to the Plantoon with the Phantom as well, but <laughs> it would have been nice to see him more often. Yeah. And I don't mind this bit. You don't mind or you don't like? Because I don't no, like. I, I do. Again, it's he's, he's a, he he plays the part really well, which unfortunately adds to the story and to the movie. If he did it poorly, it would have been really good to not like it. I don't like this bit. Yeah, we take two off his mark. It's, is she still close enough that she can still see the Phantom and realise that it's... When I say she, I'm talking about Sala here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All the romantics like the part, though. And I like the line that comes up is a classic line. Take off your mask. Everyone's got perfect hair when they take off their masks or their hats or whatever. Like earlier in the plane when Catherine did, when Sala had her thing taken yeah. off. But I think also like where he says, take off your mask. I think it, it one, it sets up for a sequel, but it also mm. sets up that she knows they've oh, yeah. Yeah. romance, and it, it does add a lot to the character. Actually, yeah, his hair's not perfect, Steve. Who's that? For, uh, the woman I intend to marry. Not too bad. Compared to, compared to Steve's or mine, it pretty well is. <laughs> no one refuses the Phantom. No one refuses the Phantom. One of the best lines in the whole movie. <laughs> It, it does make you wish we had seen a sequel, doesn't it? Like it's so yeah, simple. Yeah. I know we all we all know that there was uh, contracts or ideas or storylines and whatever. I just it's such a shame it never it never progressed. Yeah. So, Christy Swanson and Billy Zane were both contract for two sequels. Now. Another thing. Crash into a building or a rock at some point. That one. Well, Sarah had a whole bunch of them. She had a whole <laughs> fleet of them. <laughs> now, I like how again, I like how the twentieth Phantom does this wrap up here. Because he's got that. He's got that great voice, which maybe this is old boss's job. Get some rest. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't mind. We need Phantom Head Peak here. Yeah. yeah, that would be cool. That would have been one of those um, little Easter eggs as well. Now, yeah, there's thank a you, Simon Winter. There's a bit coming up just here. Uh, where is it? Here. Now, where it just mentions Lee Fork. Yeah. Um, now, Marvel did something similar at the start of their movies where they just gave credit to Stan Lee and they didn't. And then later on, after the backlash, 
they gave credits to Jack Kirby. So it would have been nice to see creators created by Lee Falk and Ray Moore. Yeah, you're probably right. It, uh, Lee Fork is the creator that is synonymous um, with the Phantom, and, and and maybe that's unfair to to Ray Moore in particular as the first yeah. first artist. Yeah, you're right. It would be nice to see um, at least some reference to Ray Moore there. Yeah, yeah. So there's, a, there's also been backlash with with Batman as well, like Bob Kane and yeah. the other guy is. Yeah. So if you if you if you read certain interviews with uh, from Claire Claire Moore who was the widow or who was the wife of Ray Moore. She talks about how Ray Moore did a lot more uh, creating who the Phantom is than what he was actually credited for. Yeah. yeah. So now we're seeing a lot of scenes of scenery, I guess you would call it. Is is that good or would we like to see something more Phantomy? You know, like whether it was, you know, like comic strips or, or just something that gives a bit more of a nod to the the Phantom in a in a comic element, or are we happy with the scenery? I think I think having these sort of um, shots suits the film um, and the way that the tone, the whole tone of the film has been. And then when it comes to you know, it back to Phantom, just I do like know, this bit. Bring that down again. Um, here, when the music changes and that sort of stuff, this is where you'd put in like strips, and maybe you'd use strips from um, from the stories that they've lifted scenes from. Um, yeah, you know, and even put in the first strip where you, know, you got Diana boxing, and then you know, and have yeah. strips of, of Sala and and that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah well, that, and that would that would be um, similar to what Marvel's done, I suppose, with their their opening sequences and that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, now, been, like we talked about, some of the scenes are almost panel for panel from some of the stories, like those panels. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's to do it here, not do it in that earlier bit where you were talking about the, the shots of yep. the scenery. It's easy to say that after we've seen the Marvel movies, in the sense where the Marvel movies have set such a high standard where this was done 20, 15 years before that, but it would have just been nice. Yeah, do that. Now, so that's the movie, guys. Now, if you had to do a 30-second wrap-up of the movie, what would it be? Yeah, it might be. So if I had to do this in a 30-second wrap-up, it would be great actors, great moments, great fights, great scenery and action scenes. However, it's all ruined with the skulls. However, I, I'm even now still unsure how they could have downplayed the supernatural and made it a little bit more believable that it had great potential and unfortunately there's it could have been better but for its time it was a good uh comic movie yeah look there's not a lot i can um that, that i can add to that because i agree with uh, pretty well everything you've said there june which is a, a bit unusual I, I i can and and we uh, brainstormed during the movie about different ways to bring the skulls of Tagunder in um, I said to you that I'd put it out as a Twitter question to uh, Ryan Moore who, at Born a Bulldog. So good luck to you this weekend, my friend. <laughs> um, uh, has said uh, just to have them be very precious, maybe owned by different warring tribes, and the Phantom brings back peace by settling the dispute, which is uh, you know pretty well what I said. Um, so I'll, uh, I'll say thank you, Ryan, for, for agreeing with me there. Um, and Sue Jabir, who has contributed a few times through the movie, has said my thoughts exactly in response to that one. So um the the twitterverse and i would say you know that's probably how you would do the skulls of taganda without having to to be supernatural 
Um, yeah, but the rest of the movie, I think it stands up. And, and for people who criticize it and say, oh, Billy Zane wasn't a very good Phantom, I think he was a really good Phantom. I, I really do. I think the way that he moved, yes, there's a couple of really um, scenes like when he, he, he's spotted by, and I know I'm over my 30 seconds, so uh, whatever. <laughs> the, the scene where Billy Zane is caught in the headlights of the taxi outside the uh, the zoo, it's a bit you know, campy or false or, or whatever it might be. But, you know, for the most part, I think that Billy Zane is an excellent portrayal of, of who I think Kit Walker and the Phantom is. So um, on the on the whole, it gets a big double thumbs up from me, except for the Supernatural Skulls. Steve? Yeah. So, yeah, the, the Supernatural Skulls is not my favourite part of the, the movie. Um, I'm probably not had the quite visceral reaction to it as, as you guys do, but, I, but, yeah, I don't like it. Um, the film... It, it's absolutely enjoyable. Um, and I think around about this time in the, in the 90s, well, people, of course, were familiar with Indiana Jones, so it had that feel to it. But I think um, at the same time, around about, around about this time, I, they'll think they would have come out a little bit uh, earlier. But uh, films like The Rocketeer um, and, and Dick the Tracy. Shadow. The Dick Shadow. Tracy. Yeah, had, had come out as well. And um, I assumed it all right because there were so many of these sort of films um, coming out. So... I can see why they set the tone for back in the 1930s, um, but I would, if to do it, um, if they were going to do it again, I'd like them to see it done in the present day. Really enjoyed it, action-packed, and like I was saying throughout the movie, there's no, there's no scene that, that drags on too long. And any time it, it feels I might just about to go too far, it stops and we're on to the next action scene. I think that the pacing of the movie is really, really good. So please interact with us on social media or you could email us uh once again at chronicle chamber at gmail.com um we've got a few people on the twitter we've been mentioning it so it's at chronicle underscore tweet is our um twitter handle instagram subscribe to us on itunes and spotify and on apps like podbean player fan castbox and all the rest of it and if you go to us on YouTube, please ring that bell, get your notifications, all that sort of stuff. So click the subscribe button, then click the bell, and you'll always know when we've got a new video up. I don't know if it's going to be entertaining to listen to, but I've certainly been entertained by doing it with you guys. So thank you very much. And, um, yeah, it was really good to go through and check out the film. No worries. And instead of happy fans, we slam evil. And upon the skull of the man who killed his dad, he said, I'm mad, I must eradicate piracy, injustice and cruelty. And all my sons will follow me, so evildoers will believe that this man cannot die. The Phantom, the ghost who walks. The Phantom, enemies beware, the Phantom's always there, but you won't find the Phantom. Find